Welcome to the Less Doing Podcast, where you will learn how to start living more by doing less. Let me help you optimize, automate, and outsource your entire life so you can focus on doing the things you love. Now here's your host, Ari Mizell. Aaron O'Sullivan, uh, master of e-commerce. Tell, tell us about your business and, and, and how you got to do what you're doing now. Hey, Ari. Um, thanks for having me on. So um, master of e-commerce, um, that's a stretch, but I will say um, what we've been doing is helping people remove things off their plate, things like inventory management, customer service, and bookkeeping uh, from you know busy leaders' plates. And we've worked with like seven-figure sellers, so uh, they can focus on growing uh, their profit and focusing on their uh, achieving their vision and building a team um, around the areas that are going to really project the business forward. So what, for, for people who might be a little bit unfamiliar, right? Like, obviously, I would assume most people listening to this are familiar with Amazon. But what, is it, what does it look like for someone to become a seller on Amazon? Because you can pretty much sell anything. And there's obviously people who run their entire lives making businesses that way. I, I mean, what, what's so unique about that? experience that enables people to sell what they want and do it through Amazon? Like, just give me a sort of a, a 50,000 foot overview. Yeah, let's, let's back it up a bit. So uh, context is um, around five, six years ago, there was a huge movement towards people creating brands on Amazon. And yes, people have been doing it before then, but there was a huge movement around private label products, creating your own branded physical products, selling them on Amazon. And the reason why it was so popular is because before that, traditional e-commerce was really kind of hard, to be honest. You had to have your own store, um, send traffic to the store, and deal with all the shipping and logistics, and it was a nightmare. Uh, enter Amazon FBA, which is fulfillment by Amazon, where they ship all of your products for your customers uh, directly to them. So it removed a whole lot of headaches for people to create a physical product brand and get started. So um, that's kind of the, the high level and why it was so um, why it took off in a massive, massive fashion because it frankly was um, there was so much demand on Amazon for products and there wasn't uh, the demand being met by brands. So it was really uh, quite um, kind of a movement which happened for you to be able to source your own products, um, go to a manufacturer, put your own label on them, brand them and send them into Amazon. And you know, there's millions of people searching on Amazon every single day for uh, keywords and all it's about is getting your products visible and buyable, like relevant to your customer. And uh, it was easy for people to start making traction uh, with their business growth and uh, and really start to build momentum. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. So for as far as the private labeling aspect, again, for just for more people to understand. So most of these people are not making these products themselves, right? That's absolutely right. So for the most part, they are just leveraging other people's assets, going to suppliers, manufacturers, and uh, saying, hey, um, I've got this idea for this product. Obviously, they've first identified an opportunity in a marketplace. So on Amazon, you can quickly see where there's a lot of sales volume for certain products. And let's be honest, Amazon is an absolute monster of um, e-commerce. So it's, you know, there's millions of products being sold every single day. So you find something which has volume, you find a supplier who can create that. You you need to create a product which is different in the marketplace, add va adds value in to somebody's day in some way, shape, or form. 
and uh, you can leverage manufacturers' um, assets that have been doing it for many years, and that's called private labeling or kind of white labeling. And so, and again, just to hold on again, but to dig even a little bit further, right? So somebody could literally just get on and be like, hey, uh, supplement sales for fish oil is really great. Um, and then they want to have their own private label fish oil. So two questions there is like, where do they, where do they source the stuff from? And then what, what makes them different? You know, what makes Jane's fish oil different than Bob's fish oil on Amazon? Right. So the challenge, like back five, six, seven years ago, um, it was a lot easier for, because there was such huge demand for products and not many people selling on Amazon. And there wasn't many people that knew how to do that in terms of private label. So to speak to the first question, where you actually find and source these products from, there are countless uh, places you can find um, suppliers and manufacturers for, um, in your case, fish oils. A lot of that will be domestically sourced um, in the USA. All you need to do is type into, into Google, private label suppliers, fish oil, and you'll have a number of different um, results that come up and it's about just finding out reaching out to these suppliers getting samples and understanding um, which is going to be the best for your particular product um, of course there's um, you know if you're sourcing products like from that need to be manufactured overseas china um, and the far east you've got you know alibaba which is probably the most well-known uh, place to source products and it gives you the ability to search for all the different countries in the world as well which just connects you to literally hundreds of thousands um, of suppliers, manufacturers. And then if you identify, you know, something in Alibaba, then do, is that the, the company that will then put the private labeling aspect of it for, like, are they the ones who label for you? Or does it have to go to someone else first? Yeah, so traditionally you'll find um, manufacturers that will do the lot for you. So you go to, you basically do a search, find them the best suppliers, manufacturers uh, for your particular product. You know, the one who's the most reputable in the industry, that's you know always um, a good uh, signifier of quality, of course, and get samples sent from you know a number of the top suppliers that you found, and figure out okay who's going to be the most suitable for you. Uh, a lot of these manufacturers do you know everything from um, packaging, you know creating the packaging, putting the package uh, the products inside, and um, you know some even do design. But as more and more people have actually you know, gone on to the private label model, it's become, you know, important to make your products really differentiated in the marketplace. And, uh, you know, gone are the days where you can just throw something up and it, it makes a ton of money. Um, and rightly so. So uh, with that, you can still um, source different aspects of your product from different uh, places and send it to one manufacturer who will create it and, um, and bundle it together and then send it directly to Amazon. What have you seen in your experience as some of the most successful products for people who just get going out of the gate? And I know that might be a difficult question or measure, but in your opinion. Oh, yeah, totally. So um, right now, like I said, it's, it's become uh, a lot more challenging for a lot of Amazon sellers, which is great because it, it, it makes people have to go and really understand their market, understand their avatar, and, um, and really get in touch with what are the, the current pains, the, the present pains of a particular um, vertical and, you know, and a particular type of uh, product that people are looking for. And one thing I would say is really make sure that you are understanding the market that you are serving for sure. Uh, understand 
what present pains are experiencing in the day-to-day of their lives that you can create a product for and, and really create a solution which makes a positive impact in their life, no matter how small it is. So before you go ahead and launch products, because so many people are doing that right now, and things you know, don't take off as expected because they've not invested the time up front to fully understand the problems they're solving in the market for that particular um, you know, person who's going to buy it. So one thing I would say is definitely take you know, time to research, ask people uh, in person, you know, go and find places where these people hang out. If you've identified a, um, you know, a product, let's say it was in the yoga space, could be like a yoga uh, block or um, you know, yoga mat or whatever it is, go and go to a yoga club, ask people that are into yoga, um, you know, get these samples, figure out what is you know, some of the biggest pain points for these products, look on Amazon, see where that demand is not being met, look in all the bad reviews on Amazon, look in all the questions on the Amazon listings and figure out what people are really objecting to from these products and how you can uh, create yours with a difference that people care about. It, it, they must care about it, otherwise uh, you know, it doesn't matter, right? So really get clear on the differentiator of your marketplace uh, for your products and that is one of the biggest things I would say up front. Actually ask people um, and that will definitely help you out a ton. So you actually have to do a little bit of work. I think that's that's important to <laughs> recognize for people. Yeah, you can't just throw something up and it works. Like, um, that's good. That's good for setting that expectation. So now you do a lot of coaching with uh, with these kind of people, right? So what is what are you typically working with them on? What does that structure look like? So basically we um, we work with Amazon sellers doing seven figures and above a year that have basically uh, got to a point where they can't, they're struggling to keep growing because they're at capacity. So we just um, come in with our team and remove the operations off their plate, like uh, custom service, bookkeeping and inventory management, which is a, a huge part of, um, you know, a, a huge part of the pain point for sellers. Most of the uh, leaders are visionaries, creative types, and they don't want to be stuck in the, in the operations. So we just remove that off their plate. And that's really the agency which we have and how we kind of help people right now. And like, is there a, a sort of a structure or process that you take people through that they need to, to work on? Like, what, like, can you give us sort of a, a, a trailer version of that? Totally. So we do coaching as well, as you mentioned, um, but the agency is where people get most value. But ultimately, um, first and foremost, most people just need to get things off their plate quickly. They... Most people that come to us, they, they've got so much going on um, and they're so close to the trees that they can't see the forest as the old adage goes. But first and foremost, it's about just reducing that pressure that they're under uh, immediately, getting things off their plate quickly uh, and offloading that to um, you know somebody else. So we that's the, fir- the first thing. And then it's about getting some structure in place um, in terms of um, you know, systems and, and, and process around the uh, the main business functions and uh, having a clear kind of um, meeting structure within their team if they've got a small team so everybody knows what's going on in the business. And what what is that? Where is the inflection point where somebody might have to make a decision between not doing it on Amazon and doing it on a Shopify or their own or their, even their own website? Is it just a, a number a matter of volume or are there things that really just will always do better on Amazon? Yeah, I think Amazon is uh, an incredible. Uh, marketplace for sure but it also also has its cons as well so many people 
Like it's become a lot harder for you to be able to just go and just be an on Amazon brand only. Uh, it's, it can still be done, but it's 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 uh, um, a lot more challenging than it used to be. So it's as important as it's you know ever been to create um, a brand off of Amazon, create your assets off of Amazon, like email database, um, you know, an audience of following a movement around your particular uh, brand that you can leverage to 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 get more sales on Amazon. So having an external list, an external store, uh, and a community around your products and brand that people love is going to enable you to um, sell more on Amazon because what you can do is um, you can create offers to that audience for them to go and buy products on Amazon, which helps your rankings and visibility and uh, you know and your reviews. If you create that that movement and uh, a bunch of people that love what you do and they're more inclined to leave reviews, positive reviews, which is a big part of um, Amazon, as you know. Yeah, of course. So and 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 that that certainly makes a lot of sense. So uh, what are some of the the things outside of Amazon that you in in terms of that marketing and building that brand that you're you're helping people do? Right. So in terms of um, what we're helping people do, I would um, we're more systems orientated, get things off their plate, get them organized with SOPs. But there are a number of strategies out there which you can use, like using Facebook um, to with a, a simple three step funnel, um, which is like a uh, free plus shipping offer where people get basically offer from you to get their product for free. And uh, you charge them shipping. You can obviously have upsells then, which then enable you to make profit on that. But that's just the front end. Uh, and you know, a big way that a lot of really successful e-commerce brands are making money on the back end. And um, you know, I would say one of the number one people in the space to teach that stuff is Trey Llewellyn. And you know, he's got you know thirty million plus funnel that he uses for physical products uh, in that exact way. There's some, you know, people doing some incredible things with messenger bots right now to build uh, assets off of Amazon, which is, you know, used to then make more on Amazon as well. And um, that's that's really where I would start, and obviously Instagram too. But in terms of really whatever you're whatever you're good at, you know, if you're good at Facebook marketing, then I'll just I'll just stick stick with that first and and uh, and get that dialed in. So, what's the biggest challenge for you and your business at this point? So the biggest challenge for us right now, um, I would say, is we have we was doing coaching for um, getting things off people's plate, getting them organized. And uh, in May, we transitioned to an agency. So which was, you know, we figured out most of our you know clients that get the most value, they're doing you know some, like low seven, mid seven figures a year, and a lot of the time they're not keen to sit through a load of video training and go through how to do it. They just want it done for them. So we transitioned to an agency to take all the operations or the back office stuff off their plates. And that was challenging um, to switch to that model, create all the systems internally for us, learn the client's businesses and, uh, and learn all their products and get all that dialed in. So that was a big challenge for us over the last uh, few months. We've, We've just come through where we've got all the systems down. Everything's uh, ticking along now. So that was the, the most short-term challenge that we've we faced. 
And then what are your top three pieces of advice for people to be more effective? Uh, and you can think about this as an entrepreneur or in their e-commerce business or whatever you like. Top three pieces of advice to, for people to be effective. Okay. So what I would say is number one is having routine around looking after yourself. And I've dipped in and out of this. Um, you know, I've always worked out. I've always you know, been healthy. But sometimes when things get stressful in business or, you know, things not going the way you'd like, sometimes you can slip out of that. So one thing I would say is, you know, routine around your health, you know, you know, the basics, drinking water, a lot of water, drinking, um, sorry, eating, you know, healthy foods, keeping yourself um, in as best condition as you can. Because sometimes when, if things get stressful and you're not in that frame of mind or you're not in that routine, then it can become, you know, paralyzing sometimes. So, Definitely, first and foremost, you need that strong foundation. Routines, uh, for me, has really been helpful. Um, you know, morning routines, a lot of people talk about them. And um, for me, that's just, you know, the bookend. Um, bookend of the, in the morning and in the evening really, really help out. Second thing I would say is really understanding. So if the foundation is there, being clear on uh, what you're really good at. So that, you know, just thinking off the cuff here, but... A lot of the time we've, you know, we do everything as an entrepreneur and what we help people with is, okay, well, what are you actually good at? Where's your zone of genius? What can we remove off your plate and uh, give to somebody else that frankly would love to do it, probably be way better than you um, and, uh, you know, would be able to allow you to do what you're good at. And uh, kind of rolls into the third piece, which is, really having, you know, more kind of self-awareness. Um, when you're, you know, sometimes when we're just doing all the time, this is obviously relevant for your brand name, but when we're doing all the time, we're not really um, present and, and conscious where we are. We're not very grounded. So one thing I would say is uh, create as a routine, uh, you know, a time to, ref you know, to, to look at actually where where are you right now in relation to where you are going? Where's your predefined outcomes that you've that you're moving towards and just create space in your day to to get grounded and and, and really uh take stock of where you are those are great those are, more, I, those are really good thank you <laughs> um so where can people find out more about you and what you do and maybe work with you yeah so we've got um website is systemsculture and if you just Type in a Facebook, Aaron O'Sullivan. I'll probably pop up and feel free to add me. Um, and yeah, we've got you know a bunch of free stuff that we're, we're creating in terms of um, how to get stuff off your plate for Amazon businesses, how to get organized and how to scale up. So yeah, any of them places. Awesome. Well, Aaron, thank you so much for your time today. You're so welcome. Thanks so much for having me on. Thanks for listening to the Less Doing Podcast. At Less Doing, we help entrepreneurs who have opportunity in excess of what their infrastructure can support to set up systems and processes that empower a team to ultimately make themselves more replaceable. That way, they can optimize, automate, and outsource everything in their businesses in order to be more effective. If you want to find out more about Less Doing, the podcast, the blog, the books, and all of the wonderful programs we offer to help you get from where you are to where you know you want to be. Go to lessdoing.com slash podcast and check out our OAO blueprint so you can get started today.